Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can get our newsletter where we will give you our four ingredients for our fun, free FanDuel game, Diced. And a friendly reminder, make sure to tune in to our radio show on SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And I'm going to start our timer, so hopefully we don't go over time on this thing and completely waste your time. Anyways, get them out of your lineups, guys. Teams on by Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. I have to be honest here. On one of my teams, one of my leagues, I own too many Cleveland Browns. <laughs> I like you're just not aware of this in week 13. No, I notice it every week I set my lineup, but I'm like, ooh, the waiver wire options just are not good. Not yeah. good. You know, I think I may have like screwed up Ashley with too many Browns for that one ESPN league. How are you doing in that? The yeah. Black one. I'm first in that league. Oh, so Ooh. I rocked that draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you rocked waivers too, I'm sure. But I think I've only made one waiver wire. Pick <laughs> That's up. Ashley's move. Ashley it's totally it's my style. I'm not a waiver wire person. I feel like I stick She's with the ride or die. She's a ride or die bitch. I'm a ride or die. I'm a ride <laughs> or die bitch. Unless I, I think I can't remember who I had to drop. I had to pick you only drafted one quarterback in that league, so I had to pick up a quarterback at some point. So I didn't actually do a drop for that. And then I think I made no, I think I made one or two other moves, but is mainly, I mean, my starters are my starters. I've I've been amazingly knock on wood, no injuries in that league. So there's no point. There's no reason for me to do anything. I've been picking up two people on my my bench, but again, they're not really seeing the light of day in my roster. So hey, blog talk radio, we win. We win. <laughs> right, Courtney and I are uh, strong contenders, if you will, for the uh, dynasty league for Sirius XM. This year, yes, very nice. In fact, yes, our friend Howard us. Bender uh, sent out an email to everyone and was like, "It's here for the playoffs." And he like highlighted, he was like, "Is it going to be a showdown between Courtney Kirby and Brandon Marion Lee of her fantasy football at the end?" Are he you actually, number one in that league? No, I'm number three. Oh, yeah, you're number one. I'm ca- I'm yeah. uh, coming on strong though. Uh, yeah, he sent me a personal email. He's like, "I can't wait." for one of you to win, because I want to tell the other one, why can't you be more like your sister and see what happens? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's funny is that this is my, this is my first time doing Dynasty. And uh, the draft was went for weeks and weeks, so and we long. had so many roster spots. It was so mm-hmm. ridiculous that I, uh, you know, I didn't know if I did a good job because at some point I kind of, lost focus on what was going on with my team. But we had a guy on uh, our SiriusXM show for, that does Dynasty, and he's like, it's all about the points. How many points do you have? That's how you'll know if you can have a team to build on. And I, ha- I, I am number one in the league, but I'm number one in points, and that's why I was like, okay, I did an okay job. I did take Ezekiel Elliott with my first pick overall. Well, and then I Yeah, so you know what? It's okay. It's fine. And then I got a My little T.Y. Hilton, a little Doug Martin, a little Jonathan Stewart. Yeah. You know. My first pick was Mike Evans. My second pick was Sammy Watkins, which, you know, 
the foot. We'll get to that, but um, we'll get to that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, you just you kind of have to. But I think I also have Demarco Murray. I took a lot of old guys. I know oh. you're not supposed to do that in Dynasty, but you know, at some point they fell so low that I was I like, know. I'd rather have someone that's going to be playing and maybe have a chance to win this year, as opposed to someone that I've barely heard of who was decent in college may get a chance in the nfl a lot of these guys don't pan out so uh yeah. it's a little against the grain but hey if you can win the first year do it that's right i took steve smith senior so you don't have to tell me about old pickens <laughs> i have larry fitz yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i got him you guys i want to make sure everybody knows there was like 38 rounds or something like that and oh, i yeah. got him super late i mean i have we have two kickers two defenses you know i've got three or four quarterbacks i don't know it's yeah. ridiculous it's a one quarterback league uh yeah. <laughs> but all right you guys let's get into helping you with your fantasy team thursday night game it's the dallas cowboys 10 and 1 of the minnesota vikings 6 and 5 yeah, so over the last four weeks, Ezekiel Elliott has averaged 24.33 fantasy points in standard scoring. And I did want to tell you that David Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, and DeMarco Murray are averaging more fantasy points per week in PPR leagues than Antonio Brown, who is the number one wide receiver in PPR leagues. So about zero running back. Moving on. <laughs> Silence. Uh, listen, I, you know, I, it's been a very interesting year, very up and down. Uh, I will say that this is supposedly a difficult matchup for Ezekiel Elliott, but no one cares. Des Bryant caught five passes for 72 yards against Washington. Uh, only a little over 30 yards came off of Josh Norman, although you'd believe that he had like four touchdowns on him based off of the smack talk. I know, I, I loved it. I was like, what's going on? Why is he acting like this? He got like 30 yards. Um, but anyway, this week he'll, he'll likely be followed by stud cornerback Xavier Rhodes. So it's probably going to be another one of those like middle ground performances, but you just can't sit Des Bryant, uh, especially in prime time. And that's what he'll be doing on Thursday night. So Dan Bailey uh, speaks to me this week, actually. Uh, eight or more fantasy points in eight of his 11 games. And in all of the last three against a good defense, they could kick some field goals. In the dome. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I like it. Sleepers is a tough matchup uh, in standard scoring, no bonuses. But Dak Prescott's averaged 22.5 fantasy points over the last four weeks. I still have him as a, in a, a top 10 pick. Sorry. Yeah. I, I can't take him out. I know it's Minnesota, but come on now. Um, Cole Beasley has five or more catches in all six of his last performances. He's a PPR must start. And I'm going to say in standard leagues, the one week kind of spot for the Minnesota Vikings is in the slot. Uh, as you know, last week, you know, Anquan Bolden put up seven catches for 69 yards and a touchdown on Thanksgiving in the slot. There's a possibility that Cole Beasley has a little bit of a burst this week. Just something to think about for those of you that need a Rashard Matthews fill in. Uh, or, or if you're not already starting Cole Beasley, which you probably are because you listen to the show. And I've been a fan the whole time. Uh, if you need three to five catches and a solid 30 to 40 yards, again, Jason Witten is your guy. We called it Ew. again this week. Ew. Do you need 30 yards? He's got you. Uh, the thing <laughs> is, is that, again, the slot is a good place, but Cole Beasley's dominating all of the catches in the slot. You know, he's just kind of like a, a broken play guy now. He's not really involved in the game plan moving forward. I mean... 
again, 30 to 40 yards. And on the bench is the defense. The defense has only scored double-digit fantasy points. Um, only, I'm sorry, only one defense all season uh, has scored double-digit fantasy points against the Minnesota Vikings. That was the Eagles in Week 7. And the last time this defense, meaning the Dallas Cowboys, has scored double-digit points was in Week 6. I think just, you have better streaming options. I think people are going to look at this and be like, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings offense is very good. But they don't turn over the ball a lot. They just don't give up a lot of points to defenses. So I just want to point that out so you don't get trapped. Trapped. Ashley, what about the Vikings? I'm not as optimistic as Brandon, but when when am I ever, right? That's right. I mean, so I have to say, Courtney, in some news, Bishop Sankey was signed by the Vikings because yes. this man trolls me and follows me wherever I go is Bishop Sankey. I cannot there get him on one of my teams. He was with the Chiefs, and now he is with the Vikings. He's not going to see much playing time. He was signed to the practice squad, but I just had to make note of it. And also, quick note <laughs> of Adrian Peterson. Uh, he was seen doing sprints. Woo! Yeah. I need him. I need him, Ashley. I, 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 I beat I you in, in our Brad Evans league with my with my Adrian Peterson coming on strong at the end. But didn't I just beat you? Yes, you did. I thought so. But in playoffs. But in playoffs. Layoffs. Oh, a year ago. Maybe. Maybe. No, and this 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 year, Ashley and I are playoff contendent again in Brad Evans League. We just played each other and Ashley won. My 10 fantasy points, but I have Adrian Peterson on my bench just sitting there. And I'm, I'm waiting, yep. waiting to come in and, and dominate you in the last week. Just the last week. It's possible. That's all I care about. Oh, man. I will be so Is he going to play offensive line? Because I think that's the problem. Yeah, you <laughs> well, stop it. You stop I mean, we can't exactly compare McKinnon and Asiata. To no. I, no. What I was saying though is that he's seen doing sprints. And so he, and this isn't the first time he's been doing sprints. He's been doing sprints for a little bit now. And Zimmer thinks that he is ahead of schedule. So tough to say when he's going to come back. But again, freak of nature AP, who seems to be able to heal quicker than any human on the face of the planet, is already doing sprints. So uh, that's good news for anyone who has him. Hold on to him in case you've got a deep league playoff. Uh, where it goes into a, the very end of the season. So just, again, keep your eyes open for AP. Now, Kyle Rudolph, he had 64 yards off nine catches. Again, we, we want to see him score, but still nine targets for a tight end is fantastic. Dallas does get the six most fantasy points to tight end, so we should see another good week for him. And Stefan Diggs was, did fully practice <laughs> on Wednesday, which is wonderful. Woo! Yeah, so Matt, uh, we can expect him to play as well. Um, he he is trending to play. So make sure you check your injury reports, but he should be good to go. This running back situation is beyond infuriating. I think, was it the show last week, Brandon, was serious, where you said you've completely given up on McKinnon? I raged, yes. yeah. I was yeah. like, that's it. I'm out. You can count me as out. It's over. Mm -hmm. I won't talk about it. And maybe it's because the whole fantasy community is obsessed with him and his potential. It drives me crazy. I love potential people. Oh, Here's yeah. My, I will tell him you Him and this. Jared Cook, right? Mm. If you are drafting and you hear someone say he's got so much potential, do not draft him. Immediately put that person on your no draft list. Potential players never pan out. McKinnon is one of them. Now, we'll start with Aziata. Kind of like when Branson with Witten only gets 30 yards. Oziata only gets you 40 yards. That's it. But he scores. He scores almost every single week. 
That's right. So, so he's someone that you can at least play versus McKinnon, who's the potential guy who rushed only nine times. Again, that's a pretty pitiful touch count and only had 31 yards. Grant, he did have three catches for 45, so he still did okay, but you can't count on that. There's been plenty of weeks where he's getting you two, three points in a week. I cannot tell you to play him. If you have to choose, go Aziyata, temper your expectations. The most you're going to get out of him is 10 points. You'll probably be more in that eight to nine point range with Aziyata, but that might be enough for you. It very well might be. Now, this is a bad week because Dallas gives up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs. So I do not expect either of these guys to do very well at all. So you need to be looking elsewhere. Um, and then Adam Thielen, I've got kind of in a bit of a, a sleeper role again. Dallas was the 14th most fantasy points. It was kind of a middle-of-the-pack matchup here. But he caught eight passes. So that's pretty good. Great was only for 53 yards. But I do think he'll be able to perform much better with Stefan Diggs back because then he's not the primary target. So... I think he'll be able to do okay. And Sam Bradford, again, you're, you don't play Bradford, but I do want to note that it's a good matchup for him. Dallas gives up the eighth most fantasy points. So this is good news in terms of Rudolph and in terms of Thielen and uh, Diggs being able to put up some decent numbers this week. Perfect. Let's get into those Sundays or Sunday early games. The Kansas City Chiefs, 8-3 and three at the Atlanta Falcons, 7-4. and four. That game took everything out of me. The Chiefs against the Broncos. Ugh. Ugh. Kubiak going for the kick. I was cheering for him to go for the kick. I'm not going to lie. Oh, Just see, go I for wanted it. him to go Do for the it. first down because at least then they'd be on the other side. He of the would fishing. never have gone for the first down. Why not? Simeon was hot. Kubiak doesn't do that. Kubiak does not do that. He might as well go for the field goal. That's true. I mean, either way, Kubiak. it wasn't meant to be. And defense offense is really bad. It was frustrating. Defense offense is really bad. But anyways. No, their offense is not bad. The, the offense wasn't the problem. It was the defense that were like, eh, Alex Smith, do what you need to do. What? Who does that? <laughs> mm. I was going to say the game at least proved that the Chiefs are able to pull it out a little bit. So that's because they got Ty Freak. Tyreek. Tyreek Hill. I was just saying. We call him Ty Freak where I come from because he's a freak. You know what? He he is he's now moved up into my starting category altogether. Now Jeremy Macklin Southern when I'm talking. Macklin was limited in practice on Wednesday. We aren't sure if he's gonna play. I'm completely over from Kansas Brandon. City Chiefs. I've got my southern accent for a Kansas City Chiefs player. The Midwest. I love it. I don't know. Sorry, Ashley. I, I was trying to talk <laughs> I was trying to talk over it to ignore Brandon's ridiculous. Good for you. Good and then you, you just you stop me oh, mid conversation. So funny. Anyway, Brandon's tough freak over here is now moved mm. into my must-starts because we don't know what's going on with Macklin. Macklin hasn't had a fantastic season, whereas Hill right now is the hot player. He had nine catches for 52 yards, and he had a touchdown, and he's amazing on special teams. If you are on a team, excuse me, a league, where if somebody returns a kick and you have that wide receiver running back, whoever is taking punts or kick returns, go get Tyreek Hill if he is still out there because he is fantastic on special teams. He's he's quite good. And I can't remember the stat, because he's one of the first, I don't know how long, to have, what, a return kick, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. I don't have the stats on it. I'll have to look it up sometime. It's not my point. But uh, he's just one to go get. It's really fantastic. Now, Atlanta basically just gives points away for days. They get the 12th most fantasy points to wide receivers, so you can expect him to have another good game. Travis Kelsey, he had a great game, over 100 yards, eight catches. Atlanta gives up the fifth most fantasy points to tight end, so we should expect Travis Kelsey to also have a great week, especially if Macklin is out, because then that really limits Alex Smith in terms of what receivers he potentially has. Um, Spencer Ware. 
not his best game, 64 yards, um, two catches for 32. So not horrible, but I kind of thought he's going to do a little better than that against the Broncos because, again, the Broncos do allow the rush. So, mm. But you know what? He is even timeshare with Charkandrick West. They each had 33 snaps. Does that concern you? It does concern me a little bit. Now, granted, just this is snaps. Snaps is far different than actual touches and carries, right? Um, because West, you know, he, he did okay. He's been feeling much better in terms of with his ankle and concussion issues and everything else. But I'm concerned that they are getting an even timeshare. But again, the majority of the touches are going to wear. So I don't know if it's trying to keep wear healthy, knowing they don't have many other running back in the wings. Um, I don't know what it is, but either way, until we start to see the actual touch count split, I'm not too concerned. But I did want to point out to you that they are have equal number of snaps. Just wanted to point that one out. Now, Atlanta gives up the third most fantasy points, so it's quite possible both of these players could actually have a decent week this week. I think it's very possible that Charkandrick West could find himself in the end zone this week. So if you need a crazy flyer, I'm okay with you going and grabbing Charkandrick West. Which is going to make it even more difficult going down into playoffs with these running backs. Yeah, we got to keep a close eye on well this. Too. Yeah. It's a great matchup. We both could do well. I think I think Andy Reid was messing with us. I think, you know, sometimes they do that. Like Denver was like, well, let's put Bibbs in. They're going to split the carries. And then Bibbs got one touch last week. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh. Well, West has been You're a little be- West has been beat up a little bit all season long. There's been no reason to put him in there because he's, you know, he's been healing. But now that he's getting healthier, this is what concerns right. me because then I think it's a matter of keeping Ware fresh. I think that is the case. They put they put West in. He isn't necessarily getting the touches, but it gives Ware a playoff, right, to stay healthy and and fresh for the next uh, series. So when we start to see an actual split of carries, I'll be concerned. We do do need to watch it. And again, if you need a flyer, I'm okay with you playing West this week. Boom. Falcons. I can't decide who I love more this week. Is it Matt Ryan at home versus Kansas City or Drew Brees at home versus the Detroit Lions? Drew Brees. My beard. Yeah, okay, I do Drew Brees, number one. But I do have Matt Ryan, number two. Yeah. Uh, And I do want to say the back-to-back games of giving up 300 or more yards to Jameis Winston and Trevor Simeon for the Chiefs has me going, yes, Matt Ryan. Yes, Matt Ryan. FYI. Don't bench Matt Ryan. Do not bench Matt Ryan. I keep getting questions about, like, should I play Matt Ryan or, like, Matthew Stafford? And I'm like, Matt Ryan always. Why? Stop. Guys, I get it. Matthew Stafford's playing against the Saints, and you all think that the Saints are the worst defense on the planet. They're not anymore, and Matthew Stafford's not good either, so we got a problem. Anyway, Taylor Gabriel. We're going to talk about that later. Taylor Gabriel has averaged 16.47 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks in standard scoring. Courtney was on him early. Like, after his first big week, Courtney was like, I don't know. I'd like points. I'll play Taylor Gabriel. That's right. Applause, Courtney. I give you credit. Um, It's not a fluke. Five targets and three back-to-back games, 52 yards or more, and four touchdowns in his last four outings. Even after waivers, he's only owned in 33% of Yahoo leagues. (laughs) 
I just and and here you are. You're like, you know what? I think I'm gonna play Marquise Lee instead. It's fine. Uh, but they're gonna go up against Denver, and they have like the worst schedule on the planet. But anyway, Devonte Freeman <laughs> scored two rushing touchdowns last week, just to make sure that we never ever waver on our trust in him. Uh, always, this is a tough matchup again. But Arizona was the toughest matchup he could have had, and he still balled out. So I think I would like him. to point out. I said I wasn't concerned about. Those Falcons. Yeah, you did. Backs. You're right. You did. I'm going to give both you guys credits on the Falcons. Thank you. Both did. Just <laughs> I was concerned. I was concerned too. I was I too that. conservative on Devontae Freeman. And yeah. mostly because Tevin Coleman came back. We'll right. just talk about him. So he he played it for the first time since week seven. He carried the ball eight times for nine yards. It's not good, but he did get that touchdown again. I don't know why Atlanta insists on trolling us with the touchdowns. Um, for Coleman, it makes me cross. I don't know what Devontae Freeman needs to do to get all the touchdowns, but fine. Um, Coleman will be fine. Um, just a ho-hum, I think, performance this week again, though. I think he'll have to get a touchdown to get what you need, which he'll probably do because it's the Falcons. Um, but I, I think that this is a kind of a tougher matchup. Um, also, uh, you're not going to find a fantasy analyst who's going to tell you to bench Julio Jones. But I get that you have something to complain about. And again, zero running back. Frankly, uh, he has six games over 100 receiving yards. Things could be worse. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs do give up the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, so you should feel good about this. And Kansas City is giving up the absolute fewest points against tight ends. Um, or they gave up the absolute fewest points against tight ends last year. This year, they're giving up the third fewest, mostly because the Cardinals are just freaky good at um, defending tight ends. Hooper had a little buzz, but I'm off that bandwagon. I'm not even close to being on the Levine Toyola bandwagon either. No go. No we go. Played, we played Daily Season Dump on SiriusXM last week. And what was it? Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and like Odell Beckham Jr. And I was like, I'm dumping Jones. Brand's like, you're crazy. And I'm like, I'm, I'm talking in regards to this week. This week, if I have to choose between these guys, I'm dumping Jones. Again. I was right. You were. Wow. Again, you guys. I'll, you guys are so good at the Atlanta Falcons. I should just really give one are. of you the Falcons. Really well, you swap teams the last three weeks? I'll swap you a team. I just think that you have to start a guy that, that is the number one wide receiver on a team that has a high-powered offense you with do. Matt Ryan, and I get it. I understand, but there were a lot of crappy wide receivers last week. Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks. We can't even talk about Brandon Cooks. We got Allen Robinson. I, you name it. They all bombed. Sorry. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about that, Brandon Cooks, Grammys, Brandon. All right, you got the Detroit Lions, 7-4, and four, the New Orleans Saints, 5-6. and six. All right, I should tell you to start everyone for the Detroit Lions. The New Orleans Saints gave up the fifth most points to opposing running backs, and yet only Devontae Freeman has gone over 85 rushing yards on them all season long. In that same game, that was the one, remember, when – Freeman had 150 rushing yards, and it was Tevin Coleman who had the three touchdowns. Do you remember this yes. game? And yes. we all raged. Yep. Yeah. There's a terrible flashback for you. Um, <laughs> no running back has scored double-digit fantasy points on the Saints in the last two weeks, and the Lions don't run anyway. They only do passes, which is why I say that you can start Theo Riddick, especially PPR leagues. Uh, and Standard, I don't know. I mean, and he's questionable with an ankle injury, but that's per usual. I am for sure starting Anquan Bolden, and I'm going to actually – get into this a little bit. Bolden leads the team with six touchdowns on the season. All Detroit wide receivers are spotty when it comes to fantasy production, um, including him. But 
you know, the reason is because the targets aren't there, the yards aren't there, but if they get a touchdown, then they have points. And that's why I would rather start Bolden over both Tate and Jones because at least he has that upside. If he catches that yeah. touchdown, there's something there. These other guys, I just have no idea what they're going to do week to week, even against the New Orleans Saints. And frankly, the Saints give up the 15th fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They're in the bottom half in terms of giving up points in the league. So, um, you know, Bolden leads the team with six touchdowns on the season. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it with Bolden. And only and only Matthew Stafford, by the way, averages over 10 fantasy points per game over the last four weeks. And he's averaging 14.05 points as a quarterback. Woo! Woo! Not good enough. Only Colin Kaepernick in week nine and Derek Carr in week one have scored over 20 fantasy points on the New Orleans Saints. About that terrible defense, right? Now, can we get an I'm sorry message from Matthew Stafford to Eric Ebron like Eli Manning did with Sterling Shepard? Can we get one of those? Because Eric Ebron screwed everybody. Anyway, prior to last week, uh, Eric Ebron had five or more targets in his last three games since coming back from injury. He should bounce back this week. I'm playing him again. Brandon Cooks, Antonio Gates. There were some bad, bad things that happened this week, but go back to that well. And by the way, Matt Prater has seven or more fantasy points in all but one game, and it was against Philadelphia in week six. So kickers, get all the points you can, guys. We're going into the playoffs. And I guess Golden, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones, you have to consider. But again, it's not – it's like a mediocre matchup. Um, you know, Tate, two touchdowns on the season in week six and week nine. And then Marvin Jones went over 50 yards last week, but that was his first time doing that since week five. I don't know, you guys. Receivers uh, who have over 100 yards uh, in a game against the Saints are weird ones like Quentin Patton and Dontrell Inman, Sterling Shepard, and Amari Cooper. But Amari Cooper was in week one. So, again, Bolden. Just all signs point to Bolden. And then bench the uh, Detroit defense. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to the party. So speaking All of the right. Saints, Saints, I'm just going to say start Saints. everyone. I just can't. Uh, Drew Brees everyone. is averaging over 326 passing yards per game. That is the highest average he's had since his big 2011 season when he went for over 5,400 yards. Hello. Hello. I know that supposedly Detroit gives up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um but, like, the only people that have stunk have been, like, the Brock Oswald or Sam Bradford type. So I think they may even give up the most, you guys. Look at the look at the game log. It's really scary. Brandon Cooks didn't see a target again. You guys, I think something's really wrong. I don't know if they got in a fight. I don't know what the deal is. Now, the good news or bad news is that Brandon Cooks complained. So sometimes the squeaky wheel gets that grease, right? That's true. That's true. Or, or he could just be permanently <laughs> removed from Drew Brees' Christmas list. Am I right? Like, it could That's be right. over for him. So I can't decide. There are a lot of targets there. I'm still going to tell you to start him because he is a star-wide receiver on a team with Drew Brees throwing him the ball, going up against the Detroit Lions. And he's not as bad as DeAndre Hopkins. Correct. Uh... I'm hoping DeAndre Hopkins makes a push at the end. I think point. DeAndre Hopkins is mid-push. Mid push. I'll get to, I'll get to that. Anyway. Thank you. All right. Michael Thomas, what else to say? Else? Rookie of the year. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it I know to him. Ezekiel Elliott's there, but come on. It's almost more impressive for Michael Thomas. He basically is out targeting, outscoring everything Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks, who were established studs. There is no way he deserves it over Ezekiel Elliott. 
Come on, Amber. Come on, now. Things to think about. I'm being provocative. Things to think about. Okay. All right. I thought about it. No. I'm cranky about Mark Ingram because remember, he didn't even pass concussion protocol until Sunday morning. And then he went like bananas. And I feel bad because like everybody who knows anything about injury reports is like, "Eh, he's probably not going to pass concussion protocol. So we didn't tell anyone to start him. And then he went off. And then he went off. But obviously, he's earned the trust back, so now he's a must-start. Detroit gives up the ninth-fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Uh, but again, we don't care. Uh, if you do care, maybe it's Willie Sneed. I don't know. I'm still playing all of them. And Detroit gives up the absolute most fantasy points to tight ends. But Kobe Fleener's being out-snapped by Josh Hill by quite a bit. However, he did pa- catch four passes for 59 yards last week. If you are still holding on to him and you can't start him this week, just drop him. This is it. This is the one. If you still don't feel good, he's got to go. And back-to-back weeks of touchdowns for Brandon Coleman. Uh, that's the wrong Brandon, but uh, I can't I can't trust him with all those weapons. Yeah. He's going to touchdown this week. He, he sure probably will. is. He but I just want to like Quentin Patton. Patton. Quentin Patton and Brandon Coleman. Uh, this yep. one's for Cheers you, bud. You. Bottoms right. up. Bottoms All up. right. You got the Los Angeles Rams, four and seven at the New England Patriots, nine and two. All right. Todd Gurley is an okay flex. Just okay. It's basically my analysis for the whole team. Uh, listen, that's exactly what he's been all season. Just an okay flex. Not a great flex, but an okay flex. He gets you some points. You know, that seven to nine fantasy point, perfect. Not last, or not this last weekend, but the weekend before he had a ni- nicer game. But again, he fell right back into that seven to nine range. So Patriots give up the 12th fewest fantasy points to running back. So that's like nothing to like write home about. So again, Seven and nine fantasy points is what is what I'm gonna say. Uh, Kenny Britt is having one of his best years in his NFL career of eight years. I mean, most yards thus far than he's ever had. He's not as many touchdowns, but definitely the most yards. Unfortunately, I can't suggest you start him against the Patriots to give up the eight fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, mm. and he still plays for the Rams. Like it Goff looked better though. For half. For a half, exactly. For half of the, yeah, okay, well, (laughs) great. Congratulations, Ashley. You're right, Ashley. You're right. I'll give you that. Yeah. Better. I mean, it couldn't get worse. I'm not saying go start him, but. No, you're not going to say go start him. I mean, (laughs) I'm okay with Kenny Bread in a deep league, but, like, I don't think it's somebody you should throw a flyer on. You know, it's only if you're in a pinch. As far as your bench, I'm not risking my playoffs, Ashley, on golf. I'm Sorry. not saying to do it. I'm just saying he looked better. I'm just saying there might be a little bit, a glimmer, a glimmer of hope if you are a Rams fan for the future. Not yes, right he had three touchdowns last week, but the Rams are still not to be trusted at all. That is true. What Jeff if Fisher you- is already ticking off their best player in history. We've seen all those dickers and stuff. It's amazing. What is the deal with that? About like, I'm not allowed. You're always allowed. I'm like, what is going on here? Maybe Dickerson's annoying. Jeff Fisher runs probably the most dysfunctional. Well, no, we can still have the Browns. I got to stop talking. Yeah, stop. I mean, stop. And the Jacksonville I'm taking it too far. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, listen, you're not going to play the Rams (laughs) defense either. Um, They've had moments of greatness, but this week is not going to be it against the Patriots. 
months. Just don't do it. Brandon, it's like a monsoon out here. I just like got really rainy here in New York City. Uh, there was Ooh. the tree lighting tonight, and my uh, aunt-in-law is in town, and she's there at Rockefeller Center outside in this like monsoon. Hope she has a parka. What do they call the poncho? Oh. Poncho. I was gonna say a slicker. Yeah. Oh, that too. We had a lot of those when we went to Disney World. Same. Kind I of hope stuff. you have your uh, thunder vest on your dog. I don't. She actually doesn't care about thunder. It's just people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, all those loud right sounds. Like there's like drills and stuff. There's like a, people working on the apartment right above us. She doesn't even flinch. Yeah, no, no. The thunder's fine. It's crazy. Anyway, New England Patriots. Tom Brady is questionable with that knee injury. Didn't practice, which is interesting. He'll play though. It's fine. He'll play. Um, he had another two touchdown game. The Rams are on the road for a second time in a row after getting roasted in New Orleans. So I think they're going to get roasted by the roasted. Patriots. So it's sad. Blunt hasn't scored a touchdown in two straight games. Prior to that, he scored in all games but one. Um, I feel fine about Blunt after seeing Ingram run all over these Rams. So I think that they're going to watch this tape and be like, okay, got it. Uh, Julian Edelman has 60 or more yards and or a touchdown in each of his last five games. Edelman is still a PPR guy, just not fabulous, but frankly, like a good wide receiver three flex guy. Consistent. Can't argue with that. And then start their defense for sure. Uh, the Patriots are working Deion Lewis into the mix. Last week, White was on the field for 26 of the team's 73 snaps. Lewis was out there for 23. Fun fact, LeGarrette Blunt was only out there for 27. It was a weird game. They almost lost to the Jets. So I don't know. I think we kind of need to throw that they one out. They should have lost the Jets. Yeah, but uh, I, I think they're going to be fine this week. I think it's a bounce back at home. Uh, two back-to-back -back stud games for Malcolm Mitchell. In week yeah. 11, he caught 98 yards and a touchdown. Um, in uh, week 12, he went 42 yards, but he had two touchdowns. He's been aided by the many injuries on this team, but it looks like those injuries aren't slowing down. That was my thing is I thought, oh, well, Rob Gronkowski is coming back. You know, Martellus Bennett is going to be full strength. There's no way that Malcolm Mitchell is going to do it two times in a row, but he did. So I think we have to note that. And Stephen Goskowski is only the 18th highest scoring kicker on the season, you guys. It's crazy. I can't even think of the last time that's even, that's Not? even remotely the case. He's I mean, in my I, top five since like dog. In that, suddenly, I was telling you about. I drafted Stephen Goskowski, and I drafted him pretty early. I mean, not like early, early, but I have I haven't been playing in like the last half half of the season. You can't. No. Um, on the bench, uh, Rob Gronkowski didn't play in Week Eleven due to a perforated lung. He got. Uh, cleared to play in week 12 um, and after not catching his two targets he leaves the game with a back injury it's a different injury you guys back injuries on big dudes is tough he's six foot six 220 265 pounds maybe more he doesn't look small to me uh a back injury is not good uh, Martellus Bennett is also questionable with that nagging ankle injury. He says he's good to go against the Rams this week, maybe, but I'm worried about both of them and I'm staying away from this situation. And you know what? I was saying this on a serious XM show. I started covering off over Gronkowski last week. I felt fine about it. At a certain point, these injuries are a huge issue. And I was tweeting today about how we're not talking enough about how big of a bust he's been this season. I know it's due to injury. Um, but we've had to play him on three games where he's had no points. Right. Yeah. I just don't think I can do it anymore. So even if he is active, I'm not quite sure I can handle this. 
How many guys in the first round, second round, has been a bust this year? A lot, right? Yeah, and a lot of them are pass catchers. I mean, even if you look at quarterbacks, I mean, Russell Wilson had a slow start, but, I mean, Cam Newton? Ugh, Cam Newton. At least uh, most of the time. Andrew Luck has been injury. hot or miss. Now he's hurt. Um. You Drew know, Brees yeah, Aaron Rodgers is fine. Drew Brees has been great. Um, but it's like, odd. Oh, I mean, it's not good. Yeah, and then you have AP, Jamal Charles. I mean, guys that just are completely out. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Brandon Ashley thinks he's going to come back in week 13. Yeah, sad. I didn't late. draft him that high for a week 13 return. Anyway. Well, that's what I was saying about Gronk, too. They're like, well, you know, he was like number one on, on, you know, the weeks that he did play. I was like, well, no, he had, like, four great games, and then he had one mediocre game, and then he had three games with, like, no points that I had to still play him in, and then he had five games where he was out. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, for a first or second round pick, that's – I think it's something to think about. I think he's going to be a tough sell next year. That's all I'm going to say. And now there's rumors that maybe the Patriots are going to part ways soon. I mean, you know they're heartless, so there's a possibility. <laughs> I mean, God love them. That's how they win, right? They're like, oh, you're done. Bye. Bye. You cost me more than you give me. Well, it's smart business. I mean, you that's do you. That's right. Okay. All right. We got the Denver Broncos, 7-4, and four, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-9. and nine. Talk about tight ends switching homes. We Denver Broncos just got a tight end um, from the Patriots. Uh, I mean, you're not going to start him, but A.J. Derby is the new tight end. Uh, it's a tough matchup. But I do think they're going to use him even more this week than they did last week. I think last week he caught all four of his targets. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to give him a little bit more. Um, so I guess I have him as a sleeper. It's a possibility. But, you know, that, that Denver offense, it's a doozy. It's a mm -hmm. real doozy. Listen, you're going to start the Denver defense. That's a positive note against the Jaguars. It sounds delicious, um, but the Jaguars defense is better than you would, than you, better than you think. I know we thought it was going to be great going into the season, and then all of a sudden it turned out not to be great at all for the first quarter or more of the season. But they're starting to pick it up, and so listen. Sanders had a huge game last week with ten targets, 162 yards, and a touchdown. That will most likely not happen again this week. Just saying. Uh, it hasn't happened, I think, since week three. So I'm not putting my money on Sanders having that big of a week. Um, but I do like him in PPR. He is targeted a lot. So is Thomas. He's targeted as well. Um, it was his first game without double-digit targets last week. I think they just – Simeon felt good with Sanders, and he just went with it. Um, which is fine, you know, not great for fantasy, but, you know, he's it's, do it's you, a business. It's do you stuff. think they're giving Simeon more control after the buy? That was the one thing I think I noticed last week. I was like, are they letting him kind of run this offense a little more? Or was that just me I, projecting? I don't know about that, Brandon. I don't know if Kubiak's the best at letting people have control over his team. What do you um, mean? Coaches included. <laughs> Um, but it, it's, it doesn't even matter, Brandon, because Simeon is in a walking boot. Yeah, that's the bad And his list is questionable. Hmm. So, I mean, there's a possibility it's going to be Paxton Lynch's team, and you know Kubiak's not going to be like, you know what, Lynch? Do, do what feels you. good. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> no. That'd be such a disaster. No. So even if it was a positive, it's probably not going to be that much of a positive this week. Even if Simeon does play, quarterbacks Although, can't go on snap counts. You know what I'm saying? So now they have to adjust the offensive scheme to make sure that Simeon can stay upright, which might not be very, you know, good possibility because they just lost their fullback who did a lot of blocking for the Denver Broncos for, um, for the season. There, it's a competition for left tackle now for the Denver Broncos because mm. the line's been so bad. So, you know, it's not it's not looking good, which, you know, of course you're not going to start Simeon and you're not going to start Paxton Lynch. Um, but, yeah, it stinks. It's not, it's not a good situation. And that makes Devontae Booker, to me, more of a sleeper than a, definitely than a must start. Um, it's definitely the best matchup out of anybody in this league. Um, their drags are like right in the middle of the pack against running backs. But as I said, they lost all of those key players. Their line is doing awful. So it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's not good. We're not, I'm not so much worried about Bibbs anymore, kids anymore, but it's just not a great situation. I mean, Coach Kubiak does love to run. He does love to run. So if yeah. they can't find that our, running game. Our running backs don't seem to love to run, though. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not in love. No, the they're not in love. Mm-hmm. No, no. No. I will say that if the <laughs> running game starts off slow, I think that gives more of an opportunity for this AJ Derby guy. I was just saying, especially if Lynch, if Lynch plays, I would say it's going to be checked down central. Well, Lynch or Simeon, honestly, if he's hurt, it's going to be checked down central, which to me screams Derby. However, yeah. I turn to my husband during the game and I go, Derby, derby, do. <laughs> it's funny, right? He was like, "Don't ever do that again." I was like, yeah. and I kept doing it because I thought it was so funny. Derby, um, derby, do. So yeah, all four times he caught the ball. Yeah, I love you. I love you. <laughs> of course I did. How could I not? Yeah. No. Derby, I. I yeah. I get it. All right. Let's move on to these Jaguars. <laughs> Listen, it does not look good for the Jaguars' uh, defenses. <laughs> Denver's defense gives up the fewest fantasy points to both quarterbacks and running backs. And time after time, I've talked about their running back situation. You love them. Listen, both Ivy and Yeldon are now questionable and did not practice on Wednesday. So the only people that can do well against Denver are injured and may not play. Yeldon will most likely play. Ivory might not. So definitely keep an eye on the injury report. Listen to us on SiriusXM on Saturday night so we can update you on that. If Ivory does play, I am playing him. But if he doesn't, I'm avoiding the whole offense. Every single person. Alan Hearns is questionable. Julius Thomas is questionable. Uh, Alan Robinson can't do anything with Mr. Blake Bortles throwing the ball. It's just a really bad situation in Jacksonville, and I, I am suggesting you stay away from it all. I am not telling you to start Allen Robinson. I will not tell you to start him. I think he should be on your bench. And that's all I have to report about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're done. The Houston Texans, 6-5. and five, The Green Bay Packers, 5-6. and six. That was super short, Courtney. I like that. You're welcome. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so, um, Lamar Miller, again, he's getting the, the workload. 19 touches. I mean, or rushes, I should say, for 57 yards. You'd hope for more 
off 19 carries, but it was just 57 yards. But he did have three catches for 18 yards on top of that. Now, he was limited in practice on Wednesday, uh, but he is expected to be fine. It's been an ankle injury that's been kind of nagging at him. It's just an okay matchup. Green Bay gives the 15th fewest fantasy points to running backs, so I think you can expect double-digit points. will probably get 10 points for you. Um, 12. 10, 12, in that range. I don't think it's going to be an, an enormous game for him, but why does everyone complain about him? I don't know. So I'm saying, like, what's t- like, 10, 12 points? You can't really complain, right? So many worse players in the National Football League. There's I swear so to many, God, yeah. I get so many people complaining about him every week, and I'm like, wow, you just don't get it, do you? You don't I'm sorry, get you it. Didn't ha- you don't have Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson, but the yeah. majority of people don't have those two guys. And you know so what? You should be making it lucky. up elsewhere. If you have a solid 10-point guy, you can build around that. He's not the reason why you lost the game. No, he's not. He's not. As a Jeremy Hill Hill owner, (laughs) I wish I had We have other people to point to. Yeah, Yeah. oh, Jeremy Hill. Well, yeah. Well, if they're watching the game, I get it, right? It's not fun to watch Houston Texans play. It makes Lamar look worse than he actually is. Sure. But if you're just looking at red zone and checking out your stats, you should not be disappointed. Yeah. Again, 10 to 12 points. You can't complain about it. That might be a flex role for you, depending on who else you have. It might be a starter. But either way, he's pretty good for 10 points every single week. I think this week will be no different. So yeah. I don't expect a crazy game where he goes and gets 28 points. He's done that as well. But he'll full, he'll full ride to his 10-12 range, and that's okay. That's what you can expect from him. Now, CJ Fedorowicz, who we have talked about at length uh, on this it's serious XM. Uh, it was not his best game, but it wasn't his worst game either. Um, he was four for six for 42 yards against the Chargers. But he's got a hurt shoulder. So he's been kind of dealing with that. That's why we've seen a little bit of a drop-off of production for him. Um, but I think he's going to be okay. Green Bay is the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. So even if his shoulder is still nagging him a little bit, which I think it probably will be, Fedorowicz is one of the few guys that you know, Brock can connect with. So I think he'll be able to do okay this game nonetheless. So again, you can look to him if you need to. Now, DeAndre Hopkins surpassed his usual five points for us. He had 70 yards off 10 targets. I like to see that uptick. And it's a great matchup. The Packers get the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. I have no scientific reason other than it's a good matchup and just the feeling of my gut that this is the week. That he will score and get you double digit points. Is well, so I hope so because it's the week I have to put him in. Because well, I, I have think Cleveland Browns over playing over him. Play him. Play him. I think you'll do okay. And I think part of that is because Will Fuller is finally starting to come back to hell. If you recall correctly, Will Fuller was really hot for a couple weeks and then it was just like nothing. Crickets. Crickets. I mean, I think I was 29 when that Nowhere. happened, but yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> it was this year, Brandon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but actually he wasn't born when I was 29. I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> He's a baby. <laughs> but he had four catches for 60 yards off six targets. So to me, <laughs> it's a bottle folks. That was a bottle. Yeah. It didn't look like it. I'm holding it like that. It's a bottle. I've done weirder things. <laughs> oh, come on. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. on. Back to Will Fuller. So, uh, yeah, we do. Gotta check out the show on YouTube, everybody. Check Mm -hmm. it out on YouTube. (laughs) 
So he's starting to see a little bit more uptick as well. He did practice in full on Wednesday, which is good. This has been progression, uh, you know, and with him healthier than he's been, this, this I think helps DeAndre Hopkins because now we have another viable wide receiver in the mix. Unfortunately, it does downgrade Braxton Miller, who did see a, a little, a hit, a little spark of light, but now that is pretty much ended in respect to Will Fuller. Again, do not start Will Fuller unless you're incredibly desperate. He mainly, the purpose of Will Fuller is to potentially open up DeAndre Hopkins a little bit more than what he's been seeing. There was all this hype about Akeem Hunt, the running back. Um, I don't know why, as the last two weeks, <laughs> he has done like nothing. He had negative points two weeks ago, and this week he had a total of 19 yards and only touched the ball two times the whole game. So if you are a Lamar Miller owner, do not freak out about this random, out of the blue, for no reason, somewhat hype of Akeem Hunt. It is outrageous, so don't concern yourself with it. And then Brock was actually okay, 22-37 for 246 yards. Uh Nope, not okay. Just kidding. He had three interceptions and, and no, no touchdowns. I am starting to feel for him. It's too much. But, are you? Are much. you? I'm not. Yes, I caught him. He did rush for a touchdown, though, Brandon. And interestingly enough, yeah. Coach O'Brien did come out and say that that Brock is their quarterback. But the sad thing is, it's always really bad. When a quarterback, when a coach has to confirm that this person is still your quarterback, you know you were in a bad spot. When he's you're going to Blake Bortles on that one. Has to constantly be, he's our guy, he's our guy. Uh, Listen, how bad is it when you have a winning record that you have to constantly confirm that your quarterback is your quarterback? That's how bad he's playing. Thank God for Houston's defense. Yeah. Well, the good news is that it's a decent matchup. The package get the 12th most fantasy points to quarterbacks, so we've got hope. Again, I, I, don't, I don't hope for – there's no hope for Brock. He never played Brock in terms of fantasy production. But at least there's hope that the yardage will be there so that some of the players around him, like DeAndre Hopkins, can actually do well. So that's what we're hoping for this game. I do want to say one little thing, though. We're going into playoffs. The reason I would like Akeem Hunt today is if I'm handcuffing, You're handcuffing Lamar Miller. Sure. Because sure. if you have Lamar Miller and you've been riding that 10 to 12 points, you could probably get 10 to 12 points if he got hurt from Akeem Hunt. Maybe. It's I mean, better than not having a handcuff in week sure. 13 for me. I'd rather have him than like James Starks that I'll never play. I would play James Starks over Akeem Hunt. If Lamar Miller was out? Akeem Hunt got negative 0.2 points two weeks ago and 1.9 point last week. No, no, no. I yes, agree. he has like no touches. I'm just saying we, we haven't seen anything from him. If you've got James Starks right. who's a starting running back, yeah, I would take James Starks any day over handcuffing myself with a guy that I know nothing about. Well, Plus, in Alfred, my starting position, Alfred but Blue in my... Has also been hurt, but maybe coming back as well. So, true. If you go true. grab Akeem Hunt, there's a good chance that Blue will actually be back by then, and, you, and Hunt will still never see the day of light. You know, I'm just at the Blue. point where I'm done with some people, and I'd rather have handcuffs in case something terrible happens in week 13. I wouldn't do Listen. it in week 10, but to, today I, I'm, I'm handcuffing. I'm getting like Andre Ellington if I have David Johnson. You know, I'm going out there. I'm getting those guys because I don't want to have something terrible happen in week 14, 15, and all of a sudden I'm going to my championship, and I'm like, dear God, what have I done? Sure. You know what I'm afraid of? Talking about the Houston Texans for a minute longer. Right, true. That seems very wow. scary. So I'm going to make the Green Bay Packers <laughs> quick since my sisters <laughs> seem to not be able to do that. Aaron Rodgers is listed as questionable with a hamstring injury. That's not good news. Rodgers and Brady 
touch and go, touch and go. Insert Matt Ryan here. Just kidding. He should be fine, but keep an eye out on his injury. If he plays, obviously you're playing him. And hope for a really big half, just in case that hamstring injury comes up and, and flames and he can't make it through the game. But uh, it should be fine. It should be fine. Um, it's a bad matchup, listen, for all of the Packers, but how do you bench them? I don't know. You can't. You can't. That Devontae Adams guy, I don't know. Mm. Have you heard of him? Um, mm. But he's kind of legit. So he had Cobb owners are pissed though. Well, let's listen over a hundred yards, three times in the last six games and three touchdowns. You may think, well, Houston is really good at covering wide receivers, but which one that's the beauty of it all. True. Thank you Cobb for being there. Cause I didn't draft you and I appreciate you. That's what the Devonte Adams people are saying. Um, so I, I think Adams is going to be fine. The best matchup for the team is for James Starks. Houston gives up the 11th most fantasy points to running backs. It is scary that he only had 68 total yards on 17 carries last week. Now, listen, they got a rushing touchdown. So congratulations to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I do like him as a flex guy um, more than a running back, too. So as Brandon was saying, like, I don't feel super good about James Starks, but, like, as a flex, I feel fine. On my bench, uh, I cannot with good conscience tell you to start Randall Cobb. I just can't. No. So um, he may have a good game because he does have that potential we were talking about. But I don't trust him. I just can't. He hasn't had a good game since week seven. They're clearly not using him the way that they used to. I'm just not in love anymore. So sorry, Cobb. You're going to have to say bye-bye. Um, and remember how good Jared Cook was two weeks ago? Yeah. I, yeah, that didn't last long. No. Mm. Distant memories, like in the corner of my eye. I just totally butchered that song, right? Totally. Corner no. of my know. eye? I thought it was corner of my mind. <laughs> Probably is. As I said, <laughs> I just butchered that song. <laughs> Quarter of my eye. Quarter, I even pointed to my eye. Sure right there. Zoomed in right on it. there. <laughs> nice. That's where I have all so my memories. Good. Quarter of my so eye. So good. Oh, and I have to keep talking because we're going to move on to the Philadelphia Eagles 5-6, and six, the Cincinnati Bengals 3-7-1. Oh, yes. Uh, Jordy Nelson, by the way, on the Green Bay Packers, you can start him. Yes. If you were confused. If you didn't know what was going on in the world, that's the deal. So those Eagles, let's just move right to Jordan Matthews. His listen is questionable with an ankle injury. He did not play on Wednesday. Keep an eye on him. Before last week, he had double-digit targets the last four weeks. Um, so if he does not play, Darrell Green-Beckham is your guy. He saw 10 targets last week. Cincinnati's a tough matchup for receivers. Um, they give up the fifth-fewest fantasy points to them. But with everything going on in Cincinnati, it's possible that the Eagles, with their defense, can get – some opportunities um, with good field positions. So we'll see. But definitely keep an eye on that injury. That's one to be concerned about. Zach Ertz has a nice matchup and his likelihood of being good, good to go um, if Jordan Matthews doesn't play. So I hate to say play Ertz, but Matthews is out. I think, I think it's, it could be legit. They give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. So there are worse options out there. Dennis Pitta. <laughs> <laughs> he did him. He I didn't did even see what he did last week. How did he do? You did him. 
Yeah, you know exactly what he did. You don't need to look at it. <laughs> you don't need to look at it. He's consistent. You can't you can't say that about him. He's <laughs> he's inconsistent. Um, listen, it's playoffs. People do not trust any of these running backs in your lineups. I don't. If Matthews plays, okay, maybe, but it's not. It's not a good situation. I mean, we think Darren Sproles is going to dominate, and then he doesn't. We all put in Wendell Smallwood, and he was awful. So let's just move on. We're moving on. Ashley Cincinnati Bengals. So this is maybe my favorite thing that happened this week. <laughs> um, Marvin Lewis was asked about whether or not AJ Green would play. As we all know, he has a hamstring injury. Again, very touch and go, very all over the page reports last week, whether it was just a strain, whether it was a tear, what was going on. Nothing's really been cleared up still. But when asked about whether he's going to play, Marvin Lewis started referring to the weather and said that it's partly cloudy whether he's going to play or not. And that might be my favorite thing ever. <laughs> and I'm trying to think how I could incorporate weather into other people's statuses moving forward here. Maybe we should incorporate that in uh, – we could do we could do a return of the Her Fantasy Football Terrible Theater, Marvin Lewis edition. Maybe. Yes. There it is. The I was weather. thinking, you know, super mood could be for like a really great game or um I don't know. Trevor Simeon had his super moon and they still lost. It was sad. Mm. It was not a super moon. He was supposed to have a great game against the Chiefs. He did have a great game. But he did have a great game, and it's a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Oh, I was referencing like it's, gonna, like it's gonna be a great game. See, we won't be able to do this, Ashley, because you're such a literalist. I'm so literal. I'm so literal. <laughs> I can't I can't do this with you. I cannot do metaphors with literalists. All right. I'm a lyrical can't do it. artist type. Yeah. I'm back not. on track, ladies. Come I actually on. was an art major, but I'm really literal. It's I'm very I'm a paradox. Anyway, uh, AJ Great Soccer play this week. Let's just call it what it is. It's not partly cloudy. It's very, very murky, cloudy. He's not gonna play this week. So it's dank. It's Dank, yes. So check your lineups just in case the sun comes out shining, but I don't think it will. So uh, what does that mean? That means Tyler Eifert is still your guy. He's targeted insane amount. He, you know, he was targeted 11 times. He only caught five of them. So that's not great, but he still was able, it was still for 68 yards of the touchdown. So you're okay with that. That's totally fine. Absolutely. Bad matchup against the Eagles. The Eagles got the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So that is not ideal. But I think, again, he's got no one to throw to. So Eifert is going to be the guy that he's going to throw to on this team. So you could play him and feel okay about it. Jeremy Hill, he rushed for 12 times, uh, did not have great production, only had 21 yards off of that. But he was able to fill in a bit of that receiving role with Bernard out. He was 6 of 6 for 61 yards. So that was really good. The Eagles got the ninth fewest fantasy points to running backs. But again, he's one of the few people they have on this team. So I think we're going to be okay with that. Andy Dalton is somebody that, for the most part, you you really don't play. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's. I shouldn't say that. He's he's. He is weak. now. It's fine. He doesn't have his top running back or wide receiver. Whatever. Yeah, that's. I, thank you, Brad. Yes, I'll feel bad because this is just it's we can't trust. Recap. We can't trust this offense, and we can't trust the wide receivers between Tyler Boyd and Brad LaFell. It should be LaFell, but he's only three of nine for thirty-eight. Tyler Boyd had a better week of five for nine for sixty-two, but we don't oh, really boy. know what's going to go on. It is a good matchup. The Eagles give the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers, but again, you don't know who it's going to be. If I had to guess, I'm going to say Boyd right now. I feel like LaFell's a little bit hurt, a little bit of funk. I don't know what's going on there, um, but if you can look elsewhere, I highly suggest you do. And as we said, Rex Burkhead, who we mentioned, would be filling in for the Bernard role. We said you really shouldn't be that nervous about. 
you didn't have to be. He only ran five ties for 29 yards. Uh, it was not the great matchup. I don't think he's going to be a factor again this week. So we can move confidently. Well, not confidently, but you can feel at least better that Jeremy Hill is the guy on this team. Whether he just scores points, that's a different story. But it is for sure a Jeremy Hill team. Perfect. Miami Dolphins 7-4, and four, the Baltimore Ravens 6-5. and five. You know what? Game of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to cover these two teams, but I must. You're starting Miami's defense because it's the Ravens. Um, this is not the best week to be a Jay Jai owner, unfortunately. Baltimore gives up the absolute fewest fantasy points to running backs. He has only been okay lately as well over the last three weeks. Hopefully you have a better option, but listen, you probably don't. Bell only had seven fantasy points against them. Yeah. Mm. And no one has broken eight fantasy points against them since their bye in week eight, other than Elliott, who scored 12 fantasy points in standard links. So that's not good. It's no. not good. So don't give me your Jay Jai questions with other top running backs. I'm going to tell you the other top running back this week. You can ask me still. No, it's fine. Devontae Parker injured his back last week and hasn't practiced yet. Keep an eye on him. Um, he is the Dolphins' best option at receiver. And listen, their second best option is Kenny Stills. Um, it is risky. It's definitely risky. If Parker doesn't play, I like Stills a lot. But it it is a risky thing. Um, I feel like all of my teams are completely like on that questionable mark list. Like every single time, I'm like they didn't play Wednesday, they're on listed as questionable. Um, listen, you aren't starting Tannehill. Um, one good game though at Brandon does Please. not mean that there will be two, especially not in a row. The Ravens give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Granted, they haven't really played that many amazing quarterbacks. It's a good thing Tannehill's not an amazing quarterback, so he just falls into the regular quarterbacks like they've been playing, and he will not do well. I see a good 13.5 fantasy points in his future. I will say the Ravens' defense, sneaky good at everything. Yep. At, yep. at everything. Crazy, right? Yeah. Quiet uh, but deadly. Yeah. Listen, Jarvis Landry. Mm. he's sneakily bad at everything. <laughs> so um, he continues to be awful last week, 47 yards off seven targets. He's on my bench. I'm not playing him. Why am I going to play a guy who's going to give me 4.5 points? Because you want to be the last person points. in your uh, fa family fantasy football league. That's why. That's what I've been doing. That, that's what Brandon's been doing. She you played know Jarvis I hold Landry that. in Thielen <laughs> last week. She mm. was – she was balls to the walls there. I feel really doubt, bad. Brandon, I got a guy for you. His name's Dion Lewis. You pick him up too. You just put him I on as your tight end. You might have to. You've been you rolling with Dennis Pitta. Not, De not Dion Lewis. I haven't been rolling with Pitta. I've been yes, rolling with like – No, because I have Rob Gronkowski. My problem is Rob Gronkowski. Since, right, right. I'm right. one of the Rob Gronkowski victims too, you guys. We live the same life as you. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, we hear you. But listen, you're not gonna put you're not gonna start Dion. I got it. I get it. He he got a touchdown last week, but don't do no. it. Don't do it. It's the Dolphins, you guys. Against Baltimore. All right. You can start the Baltimore Ravens defense. Just like the Miami defense, it's the one good person you can feel good about. It's it, guys. I mean, literally, can you tell me one good person you feel good about on this team? Steve Smith. Stop it. I think he's Deese this week. 
<laughs> I do too. I think he's probably he's your best shot in fantasy in this whole team other than the defense. But he did get two points last week. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> and what can he do? It's the team. It's the whole team, you know? So I'm not going to bother you with anybody else other than, listen, Kenneth Dixon and Terrence West are sharing the ball completely. It's not good. Not good at all. So if I had to pick one, it's Dixon over West, but it's not my favorite thing. Crazy, right? <laughs> so bad. And guess what, guys? Dennis Pitta still sucks. 34 yards, Ashley. That's what you wanted to know? 3.4 yep, points. That's Jason Witten territory, though. That's pretty impressive. Excellent. Best game in like the last six weeks, I think, for Pitta. It was. 30 to 40 He's yards. Witten's your guy. He's he's uh, really dominating these ones. Jason mm. Pitta is what I'm going to call these guys from now on. When they stink <laughs> at tight end, I'm going to call them Jason Pitta. Because the problem is with Witten, he's so good. Yeah. Or a Pitta the, the fool. I Pitta Witten. Pitta Witten. We got a that. lot of bad puns tonight, you guys. We're good. Really bad. We're really bad. It's been rough. Oh, derby, right. well, derby, do. Dolphins, uh, Baltimore Ravens uh, game of the week update for you. Let's move on to the second game of the week. San Francisco Woo! 49ers, 1-10. and 10, the Chicago Bears, 2-9. They're really fighting for the lives on this one. I think better is if we could add game. Cleveland Browns in. If we could just add the Browns in, it'd be... I... I hate myself, but you are starting Colin Kaepernick. Colin yes, you are! Oh, oh, my gosh. He came home and he goes, no. guess what I'm doing? Starting Colin Kaepernick. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I was like, I feel good. I feel good. I had two leagues where it was like, it was like I had to win last week to make the playoffs. Like I had, it was like do or die. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going Colin Kaepernick. And I won them both. And I was like, Check it out now. Ooh, he's, ooh. he's only owned in 24% of Yahoo leagues. Because he's Colin Kaepernick. Because he's Colin because Kaepernick. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers as well. Colin oh, Kaepernick. He has the Spangled Banners, so we got to be upset. That he's not, what'd you say? He's, uh, you know, protesting the national anthem, so people are upset. So they're like, I will never play him. And it's like, okay. Well, I mean, I'm is. more into not playing rapists and, like, murderers and stuff, but you can it's be true. not into that. It's I'll true. I'll play him. There are three things I'll working in your favor. He's Colin Kaepernick. Mm, yep. He's been protesting the national anthem. By all means. And he plays for the 49ers. All things, I say all things, that's like it was dicey, add up to why you don't want to play him. I don't care if you protest, you still play him. But these are reasons people may not have picked him up. That's why right. he's only owned in 24% of leagues. And he was the highest scoring quarterback last week. The yes. highest scoring quarterback, 30, I think 33 points in standard scoring leagues, Lisa Yahoo. Let's um, also mention we're not against the necessarily the protesting. Maybe some of us are, but he does do controversial things that make him look really bad. Like the socks he wore with Castro. No, Castro was a t-shirt. Yeah, he wore the day before he died about how and said he had good we need to live off of Castro's um works of government and and the killing of the pig socks. Right. Yeah. But we refuse so. to express an opinion about that on this particular show. That is true. <laughs> we <laughs> will just, not express opinions. There are reasons why people don't like right. him, and we can understand that. Absolutely. We, that we doesn't mean that you don't pick him up problem. and play him this week. Right. If you have a problem, <laughs> don't play him. If you don't have a problem, you must play him, right? That's right. That's right. 
right. stand. Yes, I would absolutely. maybe also argue if you've got a problem, you still play him. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how much money you have riding on it. Yeah, you may need to just put <laughs> it aside for a little bit. Play I will say yeah. this: uh, socks, <laughs> protests, Castro, by all means, whatever so. else. Right, still Good not idea. domestic violence, or raping, or murder. <laughs> no one's you know, in a body bag. He technically hasn't committed any like thing, you know, against the Ten Commandments, so he should be okay in your book, technically. So good. And so you play him. You play him this week because he is within line of the Ten Commandments for people that really want to hold it to that. Well, and we don't know if he hasn't committed adultery or something or coveted his wife, yeah. next door neighbor. That's true. That's a thing. Who I mean, has listen. It? I mean, again, again, I, side to side. We, we both have. We all have different opinions about morally playing or not playing people, but we're just telling you about stats. Agree. I hate Colin Kaepernick because he's Colin Kaepernick, not for the other stuff with all the football. Colin Kaepernick. This is why I've disliked Colin Kaepernick for many a year. But you know what? He's hot right now, and you play the hot hand. He was twenty nine for forty six, two hundred ninety six yards. He had three touchdowns. He had interception, but who cares? Because he also rushed for over a hundred yards. He had one hundred thirteen yards rushing of ten carries. So. Now, Chicago is just an average matchup. They get the 15th fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's the middle of the pack that tells you that you don't really care. Um, move on. You are playing him. Again, if you decide to play him, that you do you. Carlos Hyde, you can play him as well. He rushed 13 times for 65 yards. He also had 30 yards in the air and scored a touchdown. He's back in the action, so you're okay with that. Uh, not a great matchup. Chicago's at the six fewest fantasy points, but I think you still can play him. Vance McDonald. So this one is really confusing to me, and I'd love to know where you guys think on it. But I look there and I see his yardage, and I'm like, who's he throwing to, though? He's got almost 300 yards, yet the wide receivers are awful. It's a different person team. each week. But even, but even that. I mean, so technically their tight end was, had the most yardage on the week with 60 yards. That was the most. With four catches for 60 yards, Vance McDonald. Um, so he, technically he's the top target technically Chicago's the 12th fewest fantasy points of tight end so he's a middle of the pack guy you know I don't think you go if you got Gronk go pick him up unless you're desperate because he's is their lead receiver but you look at their actual wide receiving core and Torrey Smith who did have a hurt shoulder and said that he's feeling better in terms of going into the week he did score a touchdown but he only had 24 yards so not great. He did participate fully in practice on Wednesday. Chicago does give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. This should lead to a good week for Colin Kaepernick if these wide receivers catch the ball. But Jeremy Curley only had two of four for 24. And Quentin Patton was even worse. So I'm like, where are these yards magically coming from? Where are they magically coming from? You're not playing any of these guys. But if you need a weird little flyer, uh, Sean Drawn is somebody that you could possibly play. <laughs> Stop it. Moving on. 49 yards. If you need something crazy, I'd play him over the wide receivers on this team. If I need like a crazy flex. <laughs> crazy flex. Deep lead. You have serious injuries. You are looking for something desperate. He's a desperate play. I feel like okay. that's five minutes. I can't get back. <laughs> now I'm about to give you five. <laughs> five more. Chicago Bears. Oh, it's so good. It's so bad. Jordan Howard had a decent game last week of 127 yards. I'm okay with that. Again, Lamar Miller owners can't complain about 12 points. San Francisco gives up the most fantasy points to running backs. Lankford only carried one carry. You're not worried about the competition. Go for it. 
Marquise Wilson is the guy you should roll with this week if you need a wide receiver out of the Bears lineup. He was targeted 11 times last week by Barkley for 125 yards and a touchdown. He is clearly Barkley's favorite. Therefore, he's my favorite. Meredith played horrible, drop after drop. Royal is dealing with this toe injury that just can't just can't get it together. It makes him completely irrelevant. Um, listen, streamer time. Matt Barkley, you guys. <laughs> Matt Barkley. Was not that bad it. last week. Not that I bad. Agree. He threw two not interceptions, but he also coming. threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. When was the last time Jay Cutler could say that, friends? Mm. 2012. Just kidding. I don't know that stat, but seriously. San Francisco 49ers <laughs> give up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, including 26 fantasy points to Brandon's guy, Ryan Tannehill, last week. So it's a possibility. My best friend. possibility. All right, let's get into those late afternoon games and make this piffy. The Buffalo Bills, 6-5. and five, The Oakland Raiders, 9-2. and two, The Bills, if you aren't starting with Sean McCoy, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Not that we were talking to before, but then we're just done. Clearly, you're starting that man. Questionable. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, he had surgery back. that week. He had, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. Whatever. I still played him. Okay. I still play him. Yes. Sammy Watkins is back. He caught all three targets for 80 yards on a snap count. Rewind. He did not play Wednesday and says he feels soreness in his foot. Why? Why? It was like this teaser. Keep an eye on him. Keep an eye on him. He does sometimes very dramatic in his wordings. So maybe he's just throwing a fit. I don't know. If he plays... I'm playing him against the Raiders. They give up the eighth most fantasy points to one wide receivers. Streamer alert. Round two, streamer alert. Tyrod Taylor has a great matchup. I'm starting in like two leagues. Um, Although the Raiders have been much better later in the season uh, in defense, the fact that Taylor is running in his touchdowns, I, I just, you know what, we move on. The fact is the fact, you're starting Kaepernick. You might be starting Matt Barkley, and you might be starting Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, you might. This is 2016, guys. <laughs> it's 2016. <laughs> Apocalypse <Surreal>. hello. Apocalypse. <laughs> uh, Charles Clay is questionable, but who cares? He sucks. Don't play him. <laughs> um, and everyone else on this team is questionable. It's getting bad in Buffalo. It's getting real bad. So I don't play their defense either against Derek Carr and everybody else on that Raiders team. The Raiders. Latavius Murray was limited in practice today, but he was limited all of last week as well uh, with that ankle injury. Another good game against Carolina, 88 total yards and a touchdown. Buffalo gives up the 17th most points to opposing running backs. Okay. Uh, Derek Carr dislocated his pinky finger in two spots. It was incredibly graphic if you saw it. I was kind of disturbed that they kept doing it over and over again. He was a full participant, though, in practice today. If that remains the case, then I think also, systems go which includes disappointing amari cooper i am so sorry everyone he sucked last week four catches for 22 yards there's nothing else to say about it but you still have to play him he's a number one wide receiver with Derek carr throwing him the ball going into the playoffs going against the buffalo bills do it and you know what at least you didn't start brandon cooks right unless you did start both of them 
Right. Yeah. And I'm not going to talk about that. I'm sure that was very sad for you. Uh, Buffalo gives up the 11th fewest points to opposing wide receivers, supposedly in standard scoring. That is uh, Michael Crabtree then is kind of up and down 110 yards last week, though, on eight catches. So in a PPR league, he's definitely a must start. You probably do have to start him. It's fine. Clive Walford. I don't care. And then Jalen Richard or Jamiz Olawali will always get random points, but you never know when you can't start him. Thanks. Thanks. And goodbye. Mm-hmm. New York Giants eight and three, the Pittsburgh Steelers six and five. All right. So the Giants, the box score made the offense look a little better than they actually were, you guys. They were playing the Browns. Should have been really good. Kind of okay. The good news yeah. is that Adele Beckham Jr. is still good. You're fine. Pittsburgh gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Eli Manning hasn't thrown over 257 yards since week six against the Ravens. I have him ranked 16. He has thrown three or more touchdowns, though, in five games this year, uh, three in the last four. Uh, but, you know, he's still scoring, even with those touchdowns, 17 to 21 fantasy points. That's a ceiling. He's never going to be yep. calling Kaepernick. And how sad is that sentence? <laughs> oh. Now, supposedly, as I said, Manning apologizes to Sterling Shepard for the weird, like, I'm ignoring you completely game last week against the Browns, which, again, you thought, great, Sterling Shepard, let's play him. Whoops. Uh, hopefully he gets a touchdown this week. And, by the way, the Steelers give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, so... Anyway, Rashad Jennings simply cannot break out of mediocrity. He just won't do it. Had a whole 55 yards against the Browns, who gave up the most yards second to San Francisco in the league, which was the San Francisco special. So this is really sad. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, this is supposedly a good matchup. Supposedly, Pittsburgh gives up the fourth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. But again, it's no Cleveland, so who knows with Rashad Jennings. Uh, and again, defense against Big Ben, just don't play it. Victor Cruz will tie Larry Donnell. Even Robbie Gould hasn't scored over five fantasy points all season. Mm-mm. And on to the mm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, three straight games of over 20 fantasy points in standard scoring uh, for Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the Giants give up the 14th fewest fantasy points to running backs, but who cares? Anyway, if you have Bell, you need to handcuff him again with Fitzgerald Toussaint now. D'Angelo Williams is hurt. It's Fitzgerald Toussaint that you need to have on your team. And again, it's week 13. Do handcuffs instead of guys you'll never play. Get rid of the guys you will never play. You won't play them now. It's week 13. Ben Roethlisberger drives me crazy. The Giants give up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, which surprised me. He threw for three touchdowns against the hapless Colts, but he only put up 221 yards. And by the way, only Kirk Cousins in week three and Aaron Rodgers in week five have thrown for two or more touch, or they've only thrown for two touchdowns in a game against the Giants, and no one has thrown more than that. So if he can't get touchdowns and he's not getting yards, Where's Big Ben going to get his points? I'm thinking about moving him down in my rankings. I saw him in the top five, I think, or top seven. I don't know. Move him down. Well, I'm already low on him compared to everyone else, but I think I might just be like a big middle finger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown is a must start for life. Stop yourself. Anyway, Eli Rogers is trailing off. 12th fewest points to wide receivers for the Giants. Meh. Giants get up the 16th most points to opposing tight ends. But you know what? <laughs> Listen, Ladarius Green is someone I'm not going to invest in. And if you do, that's fine. But I cannot, in good conscience, tell you to do that. 
or Jesse James at this point. They're all dead to me. He, they can, they can be okay for you, but I can't do it. And supposedly they were a great matchup for Gary Barnage, and look what he did last week. Nada. Other than the last two weeks at Cleveland and at Minneapolis or and at Indianapolis, I should say, the Steelers haven't been great or scored double-digit fantasy points uh, as a defense. So I'm not starting them either. There you go. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and five. The San Diego Chargers, five and six. So Mike James was waived, which means absolutely nothing to you fantasy-wise. Mm-hmm. But I want to mention it for the fact that Jack Quiz Rogers, that there was always that kind of whether who was gonna be kind of secondary behind uh, Doug Martin. That's not a question anymore. So that's that's nice for you. Now, Mike Evans, woof, he had a game, 104 yards uh, and two touchdowns against Seattle. Very difficult to do against a very tough secondary. Um, and he's going to do just as fine this week against San Diego. He's at the 14th fewest fantasy points, which means they're middle of the pack. There's no reason to be nervous at all when it comes to Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. All might go with him. Doug Martin, the carries are there. 23 times this man rushed. 23. Grant is only 87 yards, but you'll take 87 yards. That's fine. He also caught two balls, uh, but he did lose a fumble. But you know what? It's Doug Martin. It is what it is. You're still okay with those numbers. Uh, now, if he's going to lose anything, it will be to Jack Wiz Rogers, who is coming back out of his boot. Uh, he didn't play last week. There's a chance he'll play this week. Again, I think the bulk of the carries will go to Doug Martin, so there's no reason to actually panic. If he does lose some, maybe he'll be in the 17-18 range of carries, which is still pretty darn good for a running back. So nothing to be too nervous about there. Jameis Winston, 21 of 28 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, but we're okay with that. More importantly to me is that he has thrown 14 touchdowns in the last seven games and only three interceptions. So he's just really solidified himself as a really solid quarterback even against difficult teams he's not somebody that goes into a difficult matchup and panics and freaks out that's not Jameis winston probably because he's really cocky and that's you know that's okay but for you this is a decent matchup um Sega's are the 14th fewest fantasy points which again middle of the pack so he should have another decent game i'm not saying start him but you can at least feel confident by the people around him and cameron bray he was four or five for 49 yards and i have played him up and he did not score but he would have scored but the play was called back for everyone was like should i play Bray? we're like yes play Bray. he would have been a double digits yet again if that play had not been called back uh you could play him again this week and feel good about it oh chargers. the chargers i yes. do the chargers also not fun a uh, little update on keenan allen he is starting to work on the treadmill not doing his sprints like ap but uh we haven't done one of these yet guys he's on pace to do otas Hey! Yay! So it's, it's, the, it's time of the year we start getting the OTA updates. This, I think this is our first one. This so is good. This is our first one. Special. Right. Special. Keenan Allen. Uh, Philip Rivers. Woo, he had a game. 22 of 30 for 242 yards. Three touchdowns. But none of those were to Antonio Gates, which was very upsetting. Uh, Tyrell Williams, though, he had a great game as well. He does have a bit of a sore shoulder. My God, I cannot, a uh, sore shoulder. Close. That's very close there. Um, so keep an eye on that. But you know what? He's been nursing an injury for weeks now, and he still plays, and he still plays well. So, again, it's a good matchup for him. Tampa Gates is the 15th most fantasy points. He is the lead receiver on the team. Nothing to worry about there. Antonio Gates owners, I apologize. No catches on the game. Wasn't even targeted, uh, which was concerning. Um, but, you know, what? I think he's going to come back this week because you don't do that to Gates. No, no. 
But no. <laughs> Philip, I think Philip Rivers is going to repay him for that one. So I think you're okay with him. Melvin Gordon, you're played him every single week. He does fantastic, and it's a good matchup for him. Nothing to worry about there. Hunter Henry did have a, a touchdown. Uh, he only had two catches, but you know he had, he got a touchdown. So I think you may not see that this week because I think it's going to be more of a Gates week. But Dontrell Inman, we, could, we had Travis Benjamin back, but I don't think Benjamin's back to full health. Inman had a great game. He had over almost 120 yards and a touchdown. I think we've talked about how he's somebody that Rivers is comfortable with. So again, it's it's a decent matchup. He could do well. Do not play him anything more than a flex, but he is a decent flex option. And keep your eye out for Benjamin to see how he's progressing throughout the week. Um, you know, he had one catch for eight yards, but again, I don't think he's at full health. Wah. All right, it's the Tide teams. Washington Redskins six, four, and one at the Arizona Cardinals four, six, and one. Dustin Hopkins is one of the best fantasy kickers in the league. You need points where you need points. Kirk Cousins is a stud, and I know that the Arizona Cardinals are good on defense, but you know what? Uh, the Falcons got it done, and I think that the Washington Redskins can too. Uh, since week nine, Marcus Mariota and Dak Prescott, according to Pro Football Focus, have averaged 0.71 fantasy points per dropback, which is number one in the league, tied. Number three in the league, tied, is Kirk Cousins with Drew Brees. You always want to be tied with Drew Brees in everything in life. Right? In a yes. Yeah. Done. Rob Kelly stunk because he called the Cowboys the Cowgirls, and that was lame. He's not in fourth grade. Get over it. So, you know what? I think he'll bounce back this week. They decided to make him pay, and he should because that was dumb. Moving mm -hmm. on. I'm starting uh, Deshaun Jackson. I'm starting Javison Crowder. I'm considering Pierre Garçon, even though the Cardinals give up the 10th uh, fewest points to opposing wide receivers. They give up a ton of points to Taylor Gabriel and kind of these trick plays. So I think they're going to try to come up with something like that again for the Washington Redskins. I feel good about it. Jordan Reed suffered a grade three AC sprain. He's not practicing right now. Vernon Davis is kind of his handcuff, if you will. And Vernon Davis actually is a top 20 tight end in both standard and PPR leagues, regardless of Jordan Reed being on the field. So uh, if you have Jordan Reed, you need to pick him up now. If someone else is Jordan Reed and you don't have him, I'm going to pick him up anyway because I'm a jerk. Um, but I will say I don't want to start him against the Cardinals. They give up the absolute fewest points to opposing tight ends. It's just a bad matchup for both of them. And Chris Thompson, you know, that experiment's over. As far as the Arizona Cardinals are concerned, David Johnson's glorious. What else is there to say? Andre Ellington's is handcuffed, as I said. Get the handcuffs now. You start Larry, especially in PPR leagues. He only had 53 yards last week. I get it. But he is their main man for targets. I'm going to miss him when he's gone. Am I right, ladies? Am I right? Yes. Mm. Washington gives up the 13th fewest points to opposing wide receivers. But if Larry Johnson or if Larry Fitzgerald does go into the slot, Josh Norman does not travel into the slot often. So he'll be fine. Um, even though he gave up a ton of yards to Des Bryant last week. Todd. Anyway, Carson Palmer uh, <laughs> is a sleeper. He's a 17-point kind of guy. But if you got Marcus Mariota on a bye, someone may have dropped him out of frustration. So maybe Washington gives up the 17th most points to quarterbacks, middle of the road. I don't know. He just throws a lot of interceptions. But, you know. Jermaine Gresham actually has 32 or more yards in his last four games. He scored a touchdown in back-to-back -back games. It's crazy that I'm talking about Jermaine Gresham. But you may be in a weird Delaney Walker situation like I am, so I had to pick up Jermaine Gresham and then cry. Or a Jason Pitta situation. 
Right. You might have a mm. <laughs> exactly. So I think he's kind of a sneaky option because Washington actually gives up the eleventh most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Because again, Josh Norman never travels into the slot, and that's an area where they're weak. So that's interesting. Bench Michael Floyd's questionable with a hamstring injury. John Brown is questionable with a hamstring injury. JJ Nelson is healthy, quote unquote, but we can't rely on any of them. I don't know if in week 13 can play any of them. Boom. Sunday night football, Carolina Panthers four and seven, Seattle Seahawks seven, three, and one. Listen, you drafted Greg Olson. You're going to continue to play him. I know he's been a disappointment. I get it. He hasn't broken five fantasy points in the last three weeks, and that includes matchups with New Orleans and Oakland. Ouch. So. Not good, but you're not benching him. So, sorry. It's going to be another tough week watching him. Um, I think Jonathan Stewart will get around 12 fantasy points this week. And if that's good enough for you, then put him in. His backup is Cam Newton. Um, I don't know if you're going to be able to find him on the waiver wire, but that's it. There's no other backup. Mike Tolbert. No one's going to pick up Mike Tolbert. Uh, Calvin Benjamin had his – I play Tolbert in the league every week. It's really depressing. Calvin Benjamin had his best game last week since week two, and that – he was injured during that game. So, I, I listen, he, he's listed as questionable. He did not practice on Wednesday. Again, keep an eye on him because he's your seven-point man. You need seven points. Calvin Benjamin's your dude. If you need a receiver, though, Ted Ginn is your best option. He has scored in both of his last two games and freak plays, 80 or touchdowns, whatever. I don't care how they get fantasy points as long as they get them. If you're in a pinch, Ted Ginn's the dude. And I don't know what to say about Newton. I mean, bad matchup, and it's been a bad season for him. If you want to play him, I get it. I get it. But it might be really bad. I can't watch it. Ashley, the Seahawks. They did not have a great game last week, and I get it. Oh my it. god, it was it was bad. It it was really bad, and we're just gonna out of our mind. We're gonna forget about it. Bloop. There are five players that you're playing on this team: Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin, Jimmy Graham, Thomas Rawls, and the defense. That is it. You are not playing Tyre Lockett. You are not playing Jermaine Curse. There's nobody else on this team that you're even remotely entertaining. But it, the Panthers have a really bad defense this year. This is a great matchup. They give the ninth most points to quarterbacks. They give up the tenth most points to wide receivers. The second most points to tight ends. Um, it will be a bad matchup for the Rawls, potentially fourth fewest to running backs. But again, I think he might be able to still have a decent game. It was not great last week. But again, I think he's, again, getting a little bit more into his groove. Jimmy Graham will have the best game of all of them because it's the best matchup, and this is who Russell Wilson's confident dumping it off to. But for the most part, everyone I mentioned, you were playing, and you're just completely putting last week out of your mind. Well done, Ashley. Monday Night Football, Indianapolis Colts, 5-6, and six, the New York Jets, 3-8. and eight. So I'm so glad we're doing this now. And Andrew Luck was cleared full practice today. Woo! Hey, that means we're going to operate like he is full to go, but you got to keep your look or your eye on that injury report because concussions are weird. Let's just put it that way. Uh, listen, I, you know, uh, Moncrief uh, is a very interesting option. 
for you, obviously. T.Y. Hilton is also practicing today after he was held to only 25 snaps due to a back injury last week. Uh, he didn't practice on Monday, but again, he's practicing today. That's trending in the right direction. Basically, this whole team needs to be watched on the injury report. Frank Gore had his first stinker game on Thanksgiving uh, against a great run defense. Uh, and then with Scott Tolzien under center, I think you need to let it go. I think you need to let this one go. He is a solid 10 to 12 point guy. He's the Lamar Miller of your life. You're welcome. Uh, but, you know, I think he'll get back to that. It's fine. Uh, Moncrief, again, you know, is fourth touchdown in a row. Every single week he's been back, he has had a touchdown. Not a lot of yards, but he has had a touchdown. Indy defense, maybe as a sleeper against the Jets, if you think that Fitzpatrick's going to implode in primetime, very possible. Something nah. to think about. On the bench, Jack Doyle, Dwayne Allen. That experiment's over for me as well. They're just not getting enough work. Bye. Blew up right in your face. <laughs> Ashley, Jets. Well, if you're a Brian Marshall owner, you are happy because the Fitzpatrick-Brian Marshall connection seems to be back, which is good. Marshall was 6 of 9 for 67 yards and a touchdown. And Anunwal also had a great game. Five catches for 109 yards and a touchdown. The good news is that these are decent matchups. Uh, Indy gives up the eighth most fantasy points uh, to running backs. Uh, excuse me. Ah, my goodness. They give up the 13th most fantasy points to wide receivers. It should be a decent matchup for Fortes. They give up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs, so he should have a decent week. And also a good matchup with Fitzy, where they give up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. You are not starting Fitzpatrick. Let's be very clear. But I just want to point out, it's a decent matchup for him to potentially get you some points to Brandon Marshall or Nunwa, who are the players that you are actually playing. Boom. That Monday Night Football game of the week. Mm -hmm. And that's it for us, you guys. Week 13, get them out of your lineup, the Cleveland Browns and the Tennessee Titans. No Walker. Mm. No Mariota. Richard no Rashard Matthews. And then there's the Browns. Uh, you can listen to us on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio from 9 to 11 Eastern on Saturday night. So with all those last-minute questions, injury updates, we'll be there for you. You can take your calls as well. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. And that's it, guys. Good luck. Hope you make the playoffs. Until next time, no more faking it. Hey.